You're listening to The Real Enneagram Podcast, a spiritual quest brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. Today, I would like to share with you regarding the Enneagram and the life force. The life force. Have you ever thought about it? What the life force is that keeps us going and that motivates us to ascend the spiral of consciousness physically and mentally and spiritually? What is that spark within that gives our bodies movement and palpability and a luminosity that a dead body just doesn't have. A dead tree just doesn't have. A dead animal just doesn't have. And thinking about the Enneagram, we realize that it is to improve the quality of our life. Sadly, many people's lives are drab. They're meaningless. They have no life to them. And this is why they run through life like Pepsi through a soda straw without knowing who they are or why they are here. They have been disconnected for some reason from their source the source of life, energy, effervescence, the qualities of the soul. And as a result of these deficits, they sink deeper and deeper down the spiral of unconsciousness, losing more and more touch with their divine origin every day. Once, uh, as a younger man, I was in France with my wife and we were in Paris uh, in an antique shop with very, very expensive European and particularly French antiques. For us, it was more like a museum experience because there was no way that we could afford any of the objects, however small they may have been, in that shop. But for us, it was like taking in collections of an old world that no longer exists. And unlike a museum, these beautiful and expensive pieces with tremendous workmanship, hours and hours of inlay, and hours and hours of carving, uh, hours and hours of painting, mosaic laying, all of these things could be purchased. They weren't in a glass box. They weren't on a wall in the museum 
that would beep if you got too near. They were yours for the taking, if you could afford them. And so in the shop, I spied some absolutely beautiful pieces. They were so stunning that I thought, wow, if I could ever afford that beautiful piece, I would buy it in a heartbeat. It is like listening to music. It was a gentleman's desk. It was simple, but it had some ornate lines. It had some brass trimmings called ormolu, and it had wonderful inlays on the top of it and beautiful Gabriole French legs that gave it a delicacy as well as beauty. And I passed by it several times, of course, looked at the price and just said to myself, in my dreams, I noticed that there was a seemingly very wealthy woman who was also in the shop with her daughter. And she too passed by that desk and I noticed her looking at it very closely several times. And the daughter was purchasing furniture for her home, obviously, and the daughter went to another type of desk in that shop, which was another very nice piece. But when the mother knew that her daughter was going to buy a desk, she said to her daughter the following words, that I will never forget. Buy this one. This one has life to it. The other doesn't. I didn't really know that that was a very, very meaningful comment at the time, but it stuck with me. And it stuck with me all these years because I knew that there was some kind of meaning to those words that was very significant and very important, but I just hadn't grown in consciousness enough to be able to fully understand them or, better still, to articulate them. But now I believe I can, and I'd like to articulate it to you. The mother saw that the lines and workmanship and color of the wood and the shine of the brass and the inlay worked together to give that piece motion, dynamics, life. And because her eye recognized it, I supposed to myself that her own home, 
must have pieces that have life to it. And I looked at the lady herself. And though she was old to me then, I would say she was around maybe 50, 55. And she too had life to her. She carried herself with energy. She carried herself with poise. She dressed in ways that complemented her stature and gave harmony to her presence. And now when I look back, why was I drawn to that lady instead of her daughter in terms of noticing her? And I believe it was the lady's presence. She was like the desk she admired, full of life. She had a lot of life to her. And it exuded from her. This is a story of pure materialism. But when we study the platonic forms, we understand that everything material has a template in the divine that is its idea that came first before the manifestation of the material. And so when I see that desk, I think of divine harmony, divine and holy work, holy transcendence, holy omniscience. These holy ideas that made their way into some work person's life and created a masterpiece. Think about the life force and how much you have. And think about the holy ideas if they are being given life by you. Whatever your holy idea may be, it is an idea that is life-giving and that holds the secret of your purpose. It is your expression of the divine that you were born here doing. I hope that you've enjoyed this little time that we have spent together today and been able to be conscious of the absolute seamless connection that the material has with the divine, that we as humans have with the divine. Thank you and bless you. That wraps up another episode of The Real Enneagram, brought to you by the Institute for Conscious Being. If you're interested in furthering these conversations, please reach out to us through our Instagram at The Real Enneagram. Or if you're interested in our upcoming trainings or other resources, please visit our website, www.instituteforconsciousbeing.org. Thanks for listening.